0: Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Schaefer and Caitlin Gustav and this is The Score, the official podcast of the sport of team roping. This is the Team Roping Journal's semi-weekly podcast highlighting the team roping industry's top talents and influencers through stories that inspire and connect ropers. We sit down with ropers from the professional ranks as well as industry icons and producers to delve into topics that make the team roping world tick. This is season two It will feature even deeper interviews, storytelling, and issue-based coverage, and we are so excited you're here. This episode of The Short Score is brought to you by Best Ever Pads. Check them out at besteverpads.com. I was sitting at my desk one day this August when I got an email from a guy named Gus McKibben. I'm sure it was a really busy day. It seems like it always is, and... I got this email that really made me kind of take a pause and and stop me in my tracks. Gus told me the story of a friend of his, Dominic Romero. He passed away because of a hit and run accident in January of this past year. And Dominic's mom picked up a rope and started roping in his honor. Uh, I go into a lot more detail in the story, which I'm about to read you, but I want you to know how much it means to me when you guys write in and tell us stories that we never would have heard about otherwise. I thank you guys so much for letting us know uh, what happened to Dominic, sharing his mother, Michelle's story. I wish I could say that this was the first time I've had the honor and the, the very sad privilege of talking to a family with the loss of their loved one, but it isn't, but I'm really glad that we are able to play that role for the team roping community and to share these sorts of stories. Remember, they're still looking for the the person who hit Dominic there in the middle of the night on the side of the road. And there's a $5,000 reward out for for information that leads to the arrest of the person who, who did hit Dominic. The number is 520-882-7463. And, and here's the story. So thank you to Michelle and Gus and the rest of Dominic's family for sharing with us. I hope you all take some pause and, and take a minute to listen to this story because I think it might, might touch you a little bit. It sure did me, and, and I, it really made a difference to me to be able to tell it. So thank you all. Mom, I'm 20. Thank you for giving me life, for everything you have done to get me to this point of my life. You are my rock. I could not give you enough thanks, even if it meant my life. I love you, Mom, with my whole life. Always thank you for making me the man I am today. These last years have been really the hardest, but we got this, Mom. We're going to get through this. I love you. Michelle Arviso rereads those words every so often when she's feeling the loss of her son, Dominic Romero, the most. He sent her that text just a few hours before his death, the last thing he ever told her. Dominic died on his 20th birthday, January 4th. 2019, in a hit and run while walking on the side of a desolate desert road outside Marana, Arizona. Authorities still haven't identified the driver. Dominic's loss, coupled with the loss of Michelle's fiance, Arizona roping producer Rudy Clark Sr., just a year and eight months prior, could have broken the Arizona mother of five. But instead, Michelle picked up a rope, stepped on her son's horse, and pulled her hat down tight. Dominic Cheche Romero was the fifth of Michelle's five boys, her baby from the start. Dominic was very shy and very quiet, remember Michelle, 51, who works as a medical assistant and surgery scheduler for Tucson Orthopedic Institute. He never, ever left my side. We were inseparable. He was really a good kid and very quiet. He became more outgoing from junior high all the way through high school. He always had good grades, participated in student council, and he played football and wrestled. There wasn't anything he didn't try. Dominic didn't grow up with horses, though his mother's family had them years earlier. Michelle, following local tradition, took her son to watch Tucson's famous La Fiesta de los Vaqueros Pro Rodeo when he was 13. Mid-performance, Dominic turned to his mother and said he wanted to learn to team rope. That's all he had to say, Michelle said. From that point on, I bought him his first horse. I told him he had to learn how to ride before he could learn how to rope. After school, after wrestling and football practice, he'd saddle and go ride in the desert. We didn't have an arena or anything. I'd buy the Arizona jackpot, and every month we'd look at the calendar and find ropings that my old friend, Rudy Clark Sr., was putting on. Rudy had roped with my brothers growing up, so I asked him if Dominic could help him at the ropings. Dominic pushed steers up for Rudy, who quickly took a liking to the eager-to-learn kid. Eventually, as Dominic gained confidence, he and Rudy, who was dating Michelle by then, started entering ropings. It was his biggest thrill to be able to rope with Rudy. He loved to rope with his cousin Patrick, too, who started roping at the same time he did. He was so fun to rope with, Patrick said. He always had a funny face coming out of the box. We'd all give him crap about it, especially with me. He wanted me to be better than him. So he'd get nervous and he'd tell me all the time we'd rope together that all he wanted to do was catch and take the right steps nice and slow so that way me and him could rope together and get times down and do good at the local jackpots. Miguel Garo Martinez owns Savantos Land and Cattle and he produced a lot of the ropings and practices Dominic attended. Garrow watched as Dominic developed a confidence in the arena. He was a fun kid and he had a blast whether he was catching, missing, or falling off, Garo said. He was learning how to do everything at once on a greener horse. He hit the ground a few times, but he'd always get back on and try it. He was enthusiastic and always smiling all the time. There was no reason to be in a bad mood around him. He wanted to learn and get better. He was on his way to being successful and improving every week. He'd be getting his number raised soon. He really enjoyed it, and his mom was right there, always hauling with him and going to his practice. Dominic did fall off his horse a few times in practice and occasionally at a roping, but it never dampened his spirits, and he was a good sport about the ribbings he took. He would fall off a lot, John Henry Guyana, Dominic's high-numbered cousin, recalled laughing. But he was so energetic and always happy. He was the life of the party and never sad. He was happy whether he caught or missed. We did everything together, and we would go to the jackpots all over, sholo Tucson, everywhere. He was the most dedicated kid I've ever seen. He started late, but he wanted to learn and was so passionate. He was truly a team roper. Dominic was starting to turn more and more steers, and as his high school rodeo career came to a close, he had goals of college rodeo at Central Arizona College, the same place his hero and his mother's fiancé Rudy, had attended. But a month before he graduated from high school is when Rudy passed away, Michelle said. I could not get him to go to school. He wanted to, but he didn't want to leave me alone. He wanted to be here for me and said that we were going to stick together and get through this. Dominic, who friends and family had nicknamed Che, thanks to all of his love for his mother, did just that. Always his mother's favorite dance partner, he made sure to take her out dancing any chance he got. He threw Michelle a fabulous 50th birthday bash, where they danced the night away. He was by her side more than ever, with his lumbering frame often hugging his mama while she cooked him dinner. Upon graduation, he got a job installing gas lines, coincidentally on a crew with a number of other team ropers. With all of us roping, we missed some Fridays, joked Gus McKibben, a friend and co-worker of Dominic's. Dominic was the nicest guy ever. He'd talk to a stranger the same way he'd talk to his best friend. He was happy all the time and never really had a bad day. He'd do anything for anybody. He was cheerful all the time. Everybody loved him. Dominic saved his money and bought himself a truck and trailer, paid his bills, then spent the rest of his paychecks jackpotting with his buddies. He became a typical cowboy roper. He was spending his money wisely, but roping was his passion, and that's what he got into, Michelle said. His favorite roping, the one he'd gone to every year with Rudy before Rudy died, was the Ted Meredith Memorial, held each July in Young, Arizona. His mom never missed going to watch him there, where he won the number 10 in 2018. On the drive home that year, Dominic told her, you should start roping so we can rope together in the family roping. They laughed about it, and she agreed to try. We're going to take a break to let you know this episode is brought to you by Best Ever Pads. They're a proud American product designed and made by people who pride themselves in their work. Each pad is 100% handmade in the USA and made to order. That includes top grade wear leathers and spine reinforcement. Best Ever utilizes their creative expertise to provide an original, unique product that is on the cutting edge. Best Ever Pads uses the 40 plus years of experience as cowboys and cowgirls To continue producing the highest quality, best looking saddle pads on the western market. Visit BestEverPads.com and check them out on Facebook and Instagram for more information. The January night Dominic died was just like any other. He was with his friends celebrating his birthday about 10 minutes from his house. He started walking home and he got hit just feet or yards from the front gate of that house. There was another vehicle a little farther behind the one that hit him but it wasn't close enough to get a description of the vehicle. It was pitch dark. They could see the lights, but couldn't make out anything. The house was farther back off the street, so all the other kids could see a vehicle drive by. They said they thought it sounded like a diesel engine. Some thought they saw headlights on top. Some thought it was a dark color, but it was too dark to see. Shortly after Dominic was hit, the other vehicle saw Dominic in the road, and Patrick called 911. Dominic was killed upon impact the coroner told his mother weeks after his death. For months, Michelle leaned on family and friends and a therapist, trying to come to terms with the loss of her youngest son and, a year earlier, her fiancé. I was still angry and I couldn't process the therapy, Michelle admitted. I felt like, what the hell am I doing here? I have no business here. I couldn't believe somebody could explain to me how I'm supposed to feel losing my son, losing my world. Feeling the loss, too, was Dominic's red healer puppy, Coors. The dog had been Dominic's constant companion in his short life, and losing Dominic made him stop eating. He wouldn't leave Dominic's room, and the vets were worried about him. Heartbroken, Michelle did what she could to make the dog her own, and eventually he came around. Dominic's horses were still at her house, too, and despite Michelle's sorrow, she still had to feed and care for them. One day, Michelle, who hadn't been on a horse since she was a young girl, threw her son's saddle on PJ, his high-powered, 16-plus-hand sorrel gelding. I realize when I'm riding a horse, I feel so much at peace, so at ease. I thought, this is what I'm going to do. Every day, I'd go ride his horses and mess around with the dummy, and I'd play with the dog. That was my circle. Me, the dog, the horse. That's where I felt Dominic the most. That's when I realized I still need to rope with Dominic. By the time Michelle had that revelation, the Ted Meredith Memorial was just two months away. Enter again longtime family friend and roping producer, Garo Martinez, who helped Dominic get started years earlier. A five-plus header and a six-healer, he offered to help Michelle when she needed it most. I am no teacher, but I just know what I know, and I try to help people out the best I can, Gero said. I kind of just jumped in and started helping her out. I wanted to see what she needed to work on with her riding, and we started on the ground roping the dummy. We were tweaking a little bit to get those catch percentages up on the dummy on her horse, I wanted her to learn how to keep her balance coming out of the box. We went through chasing that machine, and we'd lope circles and use her hands and legs and keep her balance without balancing on the reins. But time was of the essence. While Garrow wanted to take it slow, the clock was ticking to get Michelle ready for the roping in mid-July. Garrow and Michelle practiced every night, sometimes until 10, 11, or 12 o'clock at night. She had a goal, and she stuck with it, Garrow said. A lot of nights, she was sore. You could see the frustration in her face, but she persevered to reach that goal, and she didn't give up. It's inspired a lot of people, and they saw the progress we had in such a short time. By the time the roping weekend rolled around, Michelle was prepared. She had a run in the family roping, her cousin, Renee Arbiso Sr., and she entered the All Girl in the 8th that weekend, too. So she loaded up the pickup and three horse trailer that Dominic was so proud of and headed to the jackpot. I had so much fun, Michelle said. It was bittersweet. My girlfriends, my fellow ropers, we laughed, we cried, but that was the biggest thrill and the biggest honor to be there and rope in Dominic's honor. I didn't have any luck, but I did catch some steers and I achieved my goal. And it's just the beginning. Michelle has been a regular jackpot junkie since then, still practicing with Garrow and roping every chance she gets. On Friday she misses her son the most, because he'd call her and talk her ear off about their weekend plans. But now she's got jackpots to look forward to on Friday afternoons to ease the sting just a little bit. My goal is to get good enough to be able to rope in the World Series ropings, Michelle said. Dominic wanted to rope with Rob Duncan, another friend of ours, out of Thatcher, Arizona. Dominic wasn't old enough to go to the World Series, but he'd do the add-on ropings they'd have. He wanted to rope when he turned 21. He wanted to make it to Vegas for the finale. That would be honoring Dominic. For now, Michelle calls the Arizona jackpot her Bible. She's got ropings highlighted each month, prioritizing memorial ropings above all else. She and Garrow are in the process of planning a two-day Dominic Romero memorial roping the weekend of January 4, 2020, at the a Heritage Arena. He'd be ecstatic about it, Michelle said. He loved being the center of attention. I know that without the situation we were put in, we wouldn't be having one of those, and I would love to not be having one. But in memory of Dominic, this is what he'd have wanted. Before we go, I want to leave you with this note. Dominic's family is still searching for answers in the hit and run that took his life. They've raised funds for a $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the individuals responsible. If you have any information, please call 520-882-7463. And thank you to Michelle Arviso and Gus McKibben for reaching out to us, telling us this story, and letting us share it through the Team Roping Journal and The Score. We hope you all have a blessed week. Remember, this episode was brought to you by Best Ever Saddle Pads. Check them out at besteverpads.com